Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. And good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter, host of the state of California, along with Patty Rising and Jeff Bell. Well, the mandatory mask came off today for most school children around California. But not at all schools, as a few large districts, including Oakland, Sacramento, and Los Angeles, are still requiring masks at schools. And San Francisco will require them at elementary schools only until April. There's still no word at all about lifting the mask mandate for Oakland schools. It's a real hodgepodge out there, depending on where you live, where you go to school. Some families are enormously relieved they can go unmasked. Others are terrified of this day. They'll keep them on. Why are some kids allowed to take off their masks while others are not? What's really best for the kids? Well, for more on this, we're joined live today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Dr. Jake Scott, an infectious disease doctor and clinical assistant professor at Stanford and an Oakland schools parent. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, So first of all, what is your reaction to the lifting of the statewide school mask mandate today? Yeah, thanks for having me. It, um, you know, what what stands out is is that there are inconsistencies uh, amongst the districts, and um, it, it doesn't make any sense to me as to why, you know, a majority of of California school districts would uh, no longer um, require masks, uh, whereas you know just a handful will. Um, and with Oakland Unified School District in particular. I still haven't heard any clear rationale as to uh, why that decision was made the way it was and and what sort of metrics they're using um, and what the the, the real sort of uh, issue is. From a medical perspective, how well equipped are these school districts to make these kinds of decisions? And if they're not all following the best science and medical advice, uh, how do they come to different conclusions? I should say if they are following the best science and medical advice. Yeah, that's such a perfect question because... You know, these are really complicated issues. Um, when it comes to the mitigation measures to, um, you know, minimize the amount of, of COVID uh, transmission and, and the amount of uh, harm done to the public uh, health, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a very tricky science. Uh, masks can certainly help to, to some degree, especially when there's high levels of, of virus circulating in the community and, and when the, the risk of transmission is high. But, but these, are, these are very complex issues um, that are constantly evolving. I mean, our evidence is evolving. The, the, the pandemic itself is evolving. So I personally feel like it should be up to the public health leaders to make these decisions as opposed to, you know, a, a school district here and a school district there um, to, to answer your question. So as a father and an Oakland school father, how comfortable would you be letting your kids, let's say uh, Oakland lifted the, the Oakland schools lifted the mask mandate tomorrow. How comfortable would you be letting your kids go without a mask? Another great question. I would be 100 percent comfortable, to be honest. Um, 
Let me say, uh, so my five-year-old daughter is uh, is a kindergartner, and um, she's fully vaccinated. Um, uh, she had no issue getting the vaccine. I, I strongly encourage uh, other kids and, and parents to consider vaccination if, if not already done so. And so, you know, I know that, that her risk, even before vaccinations, her risk of, of having any sort of severe illness or severe outcomes from, from COVID, if she were infected, would be exceedingly low. Now that she's fully vaccinated, I have literally zero concern about her safety. Um, so, um, I, and I really hope that the mask mandate is lifted soon. I, I do think that masks interfere with uh, socialization, um, learning how to articulate and communicate. Um, our son is three, and I think that he is having some difficulty with, with language development uh, because he's been wearing a mask most, most of his social life. Um, so, no, I, I would be completely comfortable with, with my daughter not wearing a mask at school. Um, and I think that now is, is a good time to, uh, to, to remove the, the mask mandate. That being said, you know, everyone has a, a, a different risk tolerance. Uh, I think some of that is because the, the messages have been so mixed. Um, so, you know, if, if masking were optional, I think that um, I think that would probably be the best way to go because some people just, you know, aren't in the same situation that I'm in. So um, we have to be uh, open minded. And um, I think, you know, if there are options, uh, I think that would be best. As you say, you have one younger child who's not able to get vaccinated yet. What do you say to parents, um, you know, as an ID doc, uh, who worry about their littlest kids, the ones who can't get vaccinated, and about unknown long-term effects if they if they do get the coronavirus? Yeah, good question. So, you know, when it comes to long COVID in kids, there's been um, a, a really wide spectrum of, of data from uh, for the most part, to be honest, relatively low quality studies. So the the risk of long COVID in kids, I think, is probably far lower than it's been reported um, when you consider really high quality, robust studies done over longer periods of time. So um, I, I personally think that the risk of long COVID, say in my three-year-old, if, if he were to get infected, uh, would be quite low and that that risk would be uh, outweighed by the benefits of, of not wearing a mask in preschool. Um, and kids throughout the pandemic have been, fortunately, um, spared to a large degree uh, when it comes to the, the harms of this virus. You know, there's uh, clearly an exponentially increased risk of, of severe outcomes as you, as you go up in age. Um, and that's, I think, you know, good news, right? So, um, you know, some argue that we should continue to, to, to mask people who aren't able to get vaccines, so kids under five. But I don't think that's necessarily realistic if the, the rest of the situation has has improved and, and, and come under control. So, you know, low levels of virus in circulation, um, uh, high levels of, of immunity in the community. So, you know, the fact that my family is all vaccinated, um, that protects my son. Um, the fact that 100% of his teachers are vaccinated, protects my son. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not concerned about my three-year-old developing any complications. Again, there are, there are always caveats. And with, with this particular question, uh, you know, obviously some parents uh, aren't as fortunate as, as I am and, and have kids with uh, health issues and, and could be potentially immunocompromised. And, um, and that makes it more difficult. 
Um, but I think that we can really optimize the other mitigation measures, ventilation, frequent testing, uh, really increase vaccination uptake uh, to protect everyone. All right. Thanks so much for being with us. Obviously a complex issue as many schools drop their mask mandates today, but not all of them, including Oakland, where Dr. Jake Scott's uh, older child goes to school. He's an infectious disease doctor and clinical assistant professor at Stanford. Thanks for being with us. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, speaking of the podcasts, um, I'm filling in for Matt Pittman on our Bay Current podcast the next couple of days. We've got an interesting story tomorrow. You might want to check that out. You can find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.